0: Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, PO Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord and with this strength, and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be.
1: Welcome to Rejoice Marriage Ministries conference called tonight. We're so excited to have everybody here, and we've got our guest. and we pray that you are going to have a very special night with us tonight. We have a special program for you tonight. I am so excited about it. I've been talking to people all last week and this weekend, and we've got it all planned for you. And I hope you will start texting and calling many of your standards or Facebook friends and tell them to call and get on to hear about a restored marriage. And um, that is not all... That you want to be on for because you need to hear me first. But I know this marriage restoration is going to excite you and thrill you because there is something very different about it because everyone is different. And so I'm really excited that we've got Pam and Jeff going to be here. You are going to be blessed. So we have a special teaching for you. And I want you to get your Bible, your pen, and your notebook as we're going to grow in the Lord. While you get your Bible and pen and notebook, let me share our guest names tonight. Pam and Jeff have a restored marriage, and they live in Michigan. And we're going to be telling you much about Jeff's testimony. You're going to hear about it, which does not usually happen. But Pam emailed us after they were restored. And they, Jeff came down to Pompano Beach, and I was blessed to meet him down here. And that does not usually happen. So that already makes Jeff and Pam special. But they came down about six months after their marriage was restored, and they went on a cruise. And if you remember that I went on a cruise right after we got remarried. Bob and I got remarried on a Tuesday And that weekend, Bob took me on my real honeymoon uh, 22 years late, but we we did not get a honeymoon because we had a hurricane uh, hit South Florida after our wedding. So we are thrilled to have uh, Pam and Jeff here. You're going to hear how Jeff dealt with asking for forgiveness from different people. And you know what? I want you to start examining your hearts and minds of where you are spiritually tonight and where you are every day. I want you to see if you're walking in unconditional love, if you're walking in faith and hope, or you've given up. Are you becoming discouraged, defeated? Have you become depressed? Um, I want to see, where I want the Lord to reveal to you tonight that you can walk the narrow road with the Lord Jesus Christ, with you praying to him, with you crying out to him, with you reading the Bible regularly, daily. You can walk in victory, even in the storms of our life. Because the Lord is right there with you. And I'm going to be talking about that. But I want you to say, tonight I am not walking in victory. Then tonight is the night that you want to tune in. And we want to help you get through that. We want to be a victorious Christian stander as we stand. And yes, we have to deal with our issues first. But then the Lord is dealing with us and he's healing us. And we're praying tonight that you're going to be healed and and feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to open up with prayer and then I'm going to introduce my guest. Lord, we just give you the praise and the glory for all of the people that are going to be tuning in tonight and all of the ones that are going to listen to this uh, teaching at a different time, and we just give you the praise and the glory for the technology and the media that we have to do it and to have it on our website. To God be the glory. And, Lord, we just ask that you would touch each and every one of these men and women and even maybe children listening, that you would uh, give them hope and encouragement May you give their faith to increase more and more and more. May tonight when they go to bed, they pray and cry out and say, "Lord, change me first, and then I will make me to be the woman's standard, the man male standard that I need to be, and get rid of all of the sin, the hidden secrets, the the part I know that's still not right in my heart. And may you remove it, Father, tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for all the standers who are going through difficult times emotionally, spiritually, um, if they're having financial problems or physical problems. Lord, I pray you would touch every one of them tonight as they listen. And as as you are there right with them, I pray you would just touch them and, and give them encouragement. And may you show them answers for their finances and and help touch their body. And may you find the right physician, the right medicine, or may you just touch them and heal them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're asking you to open the standard's ears tonight to hear your voice, not mine. But you're using me. But may you speak to each and every standard differently. And may you have a different message for them. And may they hear what you want them to hear. And, Lord, we just ask you to open their ears to hear, open their eyes as they read the Bible. And may they um, just have their hearts softened to the point that they're willing to listen to this with an open mind and not say, it's not going to happen for me or I don't feel that. May they say, Lord, change me let me believe help me to believe not believe a lie from the devil but believe in you are able to do anything and we will just give you the praise and the glory and the most important part heavenly father is when we all stop sharing tonight and then we start praying. And, oh, dear standard, we want you to stay on, and we want you to be prayed over, and that the Holy Spirit will move mightily this evening. And may God get all the glory and praise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I'm thrilled to say that Pam and Jeff um, are here. And Pam and Jeff, we're thrilled you're willing to share a testimony tonight. I'm going to teach first, and then I'm going to have them share after me, just so you know the schedule. We have in-home prodigals. We have people that are listening that are separated, they're divorced. They may be in non-covenant marriages, or there may be a baby that's been born. It doesn't matter. What matters is that the Holy Spirit has spoken to you and shown you that God wants you to pray and not give up and pray for your marriage to be restored and for your husband or wife to have a Damascus Road experience to have a transformation. And some of them may have been believers and just got tempted as Eve was tempted and has gone down a very dark road of, um, of, of the enemies deceiving them. So that's where where we are, and we're the ones standing in the gap with you, and we're going to not give up. Um, we have, besides Pam and Jeff tonight, who have a restored marriage that I've shared about, we've got San, who is here, who's special, and she has a Rejoice Bible study in Palm City and has had it for, like, about 10 years plus, and, in fact, her group comes down the first of every month to our group, as she did her first time by herself, not knowing the Lord, and she got accepted the Lord at the beach down here, Um, and she drives 90 minutes each way, so that's faithfulness for Stan, and we're thrilled to have her here to be praying for us tonight. Uh, for her, the women's standards. We're going to have David, that is from Virginia, and if you just go to Standing Firm's devotional Saturdays, Sta- Standing Firm devotional, you are going to read his devotional, and I, he's written some others. In fact, one had his little son uh, write on his journal, which some of you men may remember. And uh, this is David from Virginia, and we're thrilled to have him with us tonight, as well as Lori, our daughter, who's been working with our ministry for many years. And she is, writes and answers many emails. And she's a wife and a mother of three teenagers. That will keep her busy on itself. And then, of course, our precious little Ashley, who's 10 years old, And uh, she also works with her husband with the youth group um, at her church. So she's a busy woman. Reminds me of myself, doesn't she? Deanne is with us, and she works part-time for us as a prayer intercessor, and she's going to be praying with us also tonight. And we also have um, Victoria, and Victoria is been with our ministry and actually uh, came to our ministry in Pompano because she lived here uh, for a season in her life, and now she lives in Virginia, and she is going to join us tonight, and we're thrilled to have her with us tonight. I cannot not mention Tim, and Tim is our oldest son who is our IT specialist joined us over five years ago uh, by God's divine planning and uh, we're just thrilled to have everybody to participate so those are our guests and now we're going to open up with my teaching and I really appreciate you joining us I appreciate um, that you called in and I pray that you will believe that nothing nothing is impossible with your circumstances that you're facing today. If the enemy is telling you today that your marriage will never be restored, that due to this circumstance or that circumstance, it is not going to be restored, the enemy is attacking your mind and he's filling you with lies. And we have got to recognize that and we have to take captive every thought as in second corinthians 10 take thought of them and say devil get away from me i know that the lord has given me promises from the word of god and i know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world and no weapon formed against me or our family is going to prosper and you just start speaking out loud and saying devil get away from us. We need to remember that we need to speak out and tell the devil to flee from us. You have to put on that armor of God and you have to know who you are in Christ. And I pray that you will orchestrate every day seeking the Lord, asking him for wisdom and knowledge and discernment because he is more than willing to give you all that information. And if you read the Proverbs, you will know that. But in case you have never read a Proverb yet, may I encourage you to start reading them. It may take one or two days before you uh, finish one, but but start. I pray that um, you will choose to trust God in all your circumstances. And that is A lot of problems with our standards is that the faith, hope, and trust, are where where are you with them? Are you walking in faith, as in Hebrews 11? Are you believing that not by sight that you are going to do it? And if you have your Bible open, let's um, turn to Hebrews 11. And let's see what it says, because I want you to know why you're doing what you're doing. And I'm going to read only two scriptures. Now, verse 1. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And that is exactly what we're doing. We're doing this with, but not by sight, but by faith. And then you can go to verse 6, and it says, and without faith. It is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Dear Stander, if that doesn't get you, read it again and read it and understand that faith is, it is impossible to please God without faith because anyone who comes to Him must believe. There's that word, Believe that he exists, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So my question is, are you seeking him? Are you spending time with him every day? He wants a personal relationship with you. He wants to have you pray and, and seek him. He's a jealous God. And as it says in verse 7, is one of my favorites because I felt God tell me I was to build an ark. And even if it would take a million years, I was to build it. And it says, by faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, as he was told there was going to be a flood, there was not even rain at that time. So in holy fear, and that's what we need to have, built an ark to save his family. And by his faith, there's that word faith, he condemned the world and become heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Now, you need to read Hebrews 11. If you haven't read it recently, may I encourage you to do so, because there is a lot, oh, so many nuggets of gold, and such mighty men and women of God are there uh, to talk to you about it, about who they all were in just... Heroes in the Old Testament, as my could use that word, but mighty men and women of God, all are listed. Many of them, and you and you've heard me talk about them in our daily devotionals. And so I'm thrilled that you're here. Now we've got the faith. We need the hope, and hope is 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 a uh, conference I did. A couple of years ago, and I loved teaching on hope, and I'm not going to do it tonight. But imagine hope. We cannot move for tomorrow. If we don't have hope in God, where would we be today? We must believe and hope for the future. If we have no hope for the future, then we feel hopeless. And that is where some of our standards are, but we need to believe that, that we need to believe God. And the question is, have you asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart and life? And that is important. And if you don't have that personal relationship, then tonight would be the night to ask him to come into your heart and ask him to... Mold you, change you, and ask him to, you want to become a child of the king of kings. Now let me give you a, a verse for Romans for uh, hope in Romans. And that's Romans 15 and it's 13, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope. Imagine overflowing with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to fill you with all with with the God of Hope. It's going to fill you with all joy and peace. And my question is, has the devil stolen your joy, and has he stolen your peace? Because I want to tell you, all our standards that write us, we need to, to ask the Lord to fill us up with his joy and his peace. And he is. He will. He will tonight, if you ask. So, And then it says, as you trust in him. And I'm going to flip over to Proverbs 3, if you will turn with me. And I'm going to read about trust, but I want you to look at the nuggets of gold that we have in this proverb. That I'm just going to read 1 through 12. But on a separate sheet of paper, you might even write down the nuggets of gold that you see that are for you. Because the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you through each and every one of these chapters in the Bible. And verse 1 says, My son, do not forget my teaching. Now, this is a warning right starting off, okay? My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. And right there, I need to stop, and I'm going to teach briefly in this. But we have to understand that the Word of God is so important, and we need to memorize the scripture. If you haven't memorized simple scriptures, you need to start because you need them in your heart and your mind when you go through a crisis or that you can just pray these scriptures and they will flow on your tongue when you pray or write them on cards and get used to them. But he's saying, forget my teaching. Do not forget my teaching, meaning read the Bible and don't sin against me. But keep my commands in your heart. And commands can be many things that he teaches us throughout the Bible, but are we keeping them, or are we sneaking around, are we becoming an FBI, have we hired a detective, have we gone into our husband or wife's computer or phone, are we being Christ-like, or are we being sneaky and doing what maybe a lawyer might tell us to do, to get evidence, to take them down? Where are you, where's your love? Are you standing are you really fighting the enemy? You know, what are, where are you spiritually? Are you angry, bitter, and hateful? Then tonight is for you because we want you to be filled up with faith, hope, and love. And we want you to believe that God is going to heal you first by having unconditional love. Now let me continue. For they will prolong your life. Imagine, this is a promise. They will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. This is not Charlene saying this. This is not a pastor on TV. This is the Holy Spirit. This is the Word of God, God's Word saying it will prolong your life and bring you prosperity. Verse 3, let love and faithfulness never leave you. There's another command and a warning that we need to keep love and faithfulness In our hearts and lives bind them it says around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart he is saying you need to have love and faithfulness you need to be faithful to me you need to be faithful to your husband's your children you need to be faithful employee we need to be faithful we are representing our Lord Jesus Christ each and every day how are we doing How would you grade yourself in being a faithful steward of God? Are you being a faithful mother? Are you being a faithful father? But are you being filled up with love first doing that? You have to have love. You have to have that agape love. And um, we need to do that. So it's telling you what we need to do. Write them on the tablet of our heart. We need to have a heart transformation. And then it says, then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Number five, this is where I wanted you to get to. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. It says all, not part of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. It's not about your ways, it's about God's ways, God's will and way. We need to say the Lord's prayer and not, thy will be done. Thy will be done is so important. Your will, Lord, not my will. I've done it already. My way was the bad way. I didn't do it the right way because here I am. So trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge the Lord, and he will make your path straight. And when I read that, I think about the Lord getting, you getting out of the car front of the driver's seat, get out of the driver's seat, and go to the passenger front side and get in there and then let the Holy Spirit, the Lord, your Heavenly Father, get in the front seat and become the driver of your life and your marriage. He will drive us straight on a straight road instead of us getting on a detour road and get lost. And then we have to get back to where we're supposed to be. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. And this is what we need to do. Do we hate evil or do we, are we playing with evil? Are we playing with fire in many different ways, with our tongue, with the uh, Facebook, or with a chat room? What are we doing? Examine your heart and ask the Lord to be shun evil and to fear the Lord. When there is a promise right afterwards, verse 8. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline, and do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord's discipline, those he loves, as father's the son he delights in. So it's saying there that first he's going to bring health to our body. He says give the first fruits, the ten percent of your income to him. And then he's saying, But if you do that, you will your barns will be overflowing. You will be blessed by God. You can never outgive God. And then he's saying you know many of you are saying what did i do to deserve this i didn't deserve this you know what the lord allowed it for us for a divine reason and i know you know why i had why bob left me you know that it was his unfaithfulness and i i thought i was perfect wife until the lord spoke to me And then he opened my eyes to see where I failed my husband. I failed my children. So I want you to know that even though we often think that it's all about the spouse, we need to say, Lord, change me first and show me. Show me where I'm supposed to be and what is wrong. Now, love, I don't know which to go to, but let me just take you to Ephesians. Uh, and tell you in Ephesians, there is very good instructions, powerful instructions of us how to the wives to submit to their husbands. And then husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. So may I encourage you to read Ephesians 5 and read verses 22 down 233 because it says there for this reason verse 31 a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two become one flesh and in Matthew 19 Jesus said what God has put together let not man separate and so we believe in that we believe that we do not want divorce and if we are divorced it doesn't matter I was divorced, and the Lord said, it doesn't matter. If you need to wait till you're 80 years old, I'm telling you I'm going to restore your marriage, then wait. And God's timing is perfect, and we have to walk in that walk. But may I remind you to read 1 Corinthians 13 this week, because my question to you is, what if your spouse came home suddenly tonight, We have been praying, and we pray every day for you all, and we ask the Holy Spirit to just move on the husbands and the wives and the rebellious teenagers and young adults. And I'm saying, are you really ready? Does the Lord know you're ready? Are you ready to be filled up with faith and hope and trust and walk in unconditional love? Because love is patient, love is kind, it will not envy, it will not boast, it will not be proud, it will not be rude to your spouse or children, we will not be self-seeking, we'll not be easily angered. Can you get angry real easily? Well, we got to learn to zip our lips it says it keeps no record of wrongs and, oh, that's where the Lord got me big time because he said, Charlene, you have reminded Bob of every mistake he's made from the very first year until now, and you just kept kept reminding him of his weaknesses, of his failures, after he's repented, and you never let him live a life of freedom. He was always in bondage with that. And I'm asking you, where are you? Are you always reminding your spouse of how bad he is? Well, how about if you ask the Lord to touch and change them? If they're in bondage to alcohol or drugs, go in the prayer closet and let's fight the devil to let them be set free. Let's pray that their spouse or your children will want to go to Teen Challenge, want to go to a rehab, want to... uh, to change their life. They're in a worse mess than you know they are. You see the outside, but you don't know what they're living inside. So let us not keep a record of wrongs and let's not delight in evil, but rejoice with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Are you willing to persevere? Do not become weary because in due season, it says in Galatians 6, you will reap a harvest. And it says we need to always protect. Are we protecting our husband or wife's character? Are we always trusting God? Are we always hoping and believing that it is going to, God is moving on our marriage? Are we trusting God? And are we persevering? Are we going forward every single day? Even if it's a baby step, are you willing to go forward and not look back at the what is in the past? Forget the past. The Lord is going to do a new thing. And, and it's in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Do you not believe I'm going to do a new thing? We have to believe and keep thanking and praising the Lord. And pray continually, 1 Thessalonians 5:16 and 18. But let me just close tonight with Mark 11. And this is one of my favorite scriptures. Um, I have a lot of favorites, and you all that know me know that. I probably can't even imagine how many that I call our favorite. But I want you tonight... To examine your heart and say, do I need to surrender my heart and life? Do I need to get out of the driver's seat? Do I need to believe in my Lord God more? Do I need to increase my faith? Do I need to ask the Lord to fill me up to overflowing with hope, which includes joy and peace? Oh, I want you to have joy and peace. That is beyond understanding. Read Philippians 4. But what I want you to do is I want you to get mad at the enemy and pray like in the war room without ceasing. You can walk and talk. You can pray in the shower. You can pray when you're doing dishes. You can pray when you're driving to work. We need to get serious about speaking honestly to the Lord and praying that the Lord will move that mountain that we're facing. That mountain seems huge to us. And I know because I had a mountain. And I even got a picture and put it in my bedroom with a mountain and a great big lake and it's gorgeous. And I got it at a cheap place and got it um, framed, and it is still there. Bob, we never took it down. It meant so much to me. So let's go to Matthew 11, verse 22. And this is my prayer for you tonight, is that you will have faith in God. Jesus says, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. Are you walking in truth? Or are you believing the lies of the enemy? Ask yourself that tonight. If anyone says to this mountain, what is your mountain? Mountain of divorce, mountain of non-covenant marriage, mountain of what problems do you have, financial crisis. Go and say, go throw yourself, it says, if anyone says to this mountain, fill in the blank, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt, there's the condition, is does not doubt in his heart, but believes, or that word again, that what he says will happen. It will be done for him, a powerful promise, but there's conditions on it. And therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you received it. So if we're going to believe, we should be thanking and praising the Lord every day that he's moving on the other side of our mountains, even though we don't see it, we don't hear it in the voices of our spouses or in our children but we are walking in faith because this is what the scripture says. Believe that you've received it and it will be yours. And then it says, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything, and this is a condition, against anyone, forgive them so your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. This is a hindrance. This could be a hindrance that could block your marriage being restored right now, that unforgiveness, and I'm going to ask you to listen to Pam and Jeff, and listen to what Jeff says, listen to what they both say, but most of all, when any marriage gets back together, they have to choose not to criticize, not to condemn, not to bring up the past, not to ask what he did the whole time he was gone, and everything else. I could have asked Bob a million questions. I didn't want to hear and go digging in that garbage, as you've heard me say over and over. But I am asking you, who have you not forgiven tonight? Ask the Lord who you've not forgiven, and he will speak to you. And that's what I want you to understand. God does speak, and we are just excited that if you will believe that God speaks. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call unto me. This is what the Lord says. He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. There are many things you may want to say. Charlene, I have this question and that question. Then call to the Lord and ask the question and let him speak to you. Sit still. Pray, read the word, then sit still and say, Lord, speak to me. And expect him to answer you. Expect to him. Sit there for three to five minutes. And then if he doesn't answer you or doesn't speak to you, then get up and wait and do it another day. Do it tonight. But let the Holy Spirit speak to you in many different ways. He will. He will speak to you through the word as he does just now tonight. So, Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that there are so many different awesome scriptures that we can hardly even begin to even touch how to stand and fight for your marriage. But I know that when we pray and when we Seek your face. You are speaking to us, and you're guiding us, and you're directing us, and we do not want any of our standards to go on a detour road. And if they are, they just need to cry out, help tonight, get me on the right road, show me where I've gone wrong, and let me get back to pick up the cross and follow you, my Lord. And that's, he will do it. So, Lord, we just pray that if there's anybody that has fallen into sin, Because of temptations, we pray they will break it off immediately, quickly, suddenly, and permanently. And we pray that you will be with every stander and you would speak to them in a very special way. And may they be blessed and encouraged as we listen to Pam and Jeff's testimony and then as we pray for them personally. And we will just give you the praise and the glory that we pray that tonight you would help these standers to believe, to have faith, hope, trust, and most of all, that they forgive everybody that they're holding grudges on, even if it was in their childhood. And we will just give you the praise and the glory for the victory they will have in their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow. Praise the Lord, Pam and Jeff. How are you all doing?
2: We're doing well. How are you doing? We appreciate you very much. (laughs)
1: Oh, Pam, (laughs) Jeff, we're thrilled to have you both. Pam, I remember you because you came down and flew down a couple of times and came to the Bible study and met me. And um, then, after the restored marriage, Jeff came down because you have family in Florida, and you came and met me. Now, those are three big highlights with me, with you. And um, and I can remember you were very broken when you were going through your separation and divorce. Jeff, are you going to be the one to tell us at the beginning of your marriage in a little bit, who's going to start off? I'm going to throw the baton to you, somebody. <laughs>
3: I
4: think Pam's going to be the start us off,
5: so.
3: All right. Well, we're glad to be here, and
2: um, we just uh, thank you, Charlene, for following the Lord's leading in this ministry, because it certainly has helped us out. We've been married uh, almost 37 years, coming up in August, and we're both believers and have come from Christian homes. We met at freshman orientation at college and got married after our sophomore year in 1979. We had our daughter on our second anniversary and our son was born in 1985. Our daughter is now married and we have two grandsons, ages six and four, and we just found out last week that we're going to be having a granddaughter in October. And our son is still single. And I think we had a a really um, good marriage until around 2002 and 2003, where we hit a rough patch. And um, we survived that, and we renewed our vows later that summer. And from then on, I thought we had a good marriage until about 2011 and 2012. It started to feel like we were roommates, and we were each doing our own thing. And that's where things started to fall apart. Jeff, you can take it from here.
4: I don't know I guess it was two thousand twelve uh when uh, uh when i uh unintentionally uh you know I had no plans of uh of, of going away from our marriage but i something simple as a is a online game called it words with Friends, and maybe many of you have have uh, uh, played that game. It's a kind of like a Scrabble uh, kind of a game. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, while well, while playing this game, there's a chat feature on on the game, and and uh, somehow I don't even remember how it started, but I started chatting with this uh, woman mm-hmm. while we were playing uh, playing our our game of words with friends and, uh, just had no intention of, of, uh, of going away from our marriage or, or having a relationship with another person. But, you know, eventually, um, you know, we started communicating more and, uh, I think maybe one thing that, uh, I was starved for was just, uh, Someone who wanted to get to know me, wanted to know me more, uh, was interested in, in things I had to say, uh, was interested in knowing um, uh, who I was and uh, what I wanted in my future. I well, really wasn't getting that uh, in our marriage at that point, and so we just kept communicating um uh, chatting led to uh phone calls and i worked out of out of my home and Pam worked outside the home and so i had plenty of time to uh, talk on the phone and so we did that we were talking you know constantly on the phone she lived in pennsylvania i lived in michigan she was married i was married and uh uh, one thing led to another, and, of course, she was, you know, she eventually was encouraging me to um, separate from my wife and really couldn't afford to leave the household. But we separated, and I still lived in the home, and I moved into a different bedroom, um, and, of course, you know, I can't blame it all on her because I went along with it, and so... Uh you know, eventually in two thousand uh, beginning of two thousand thirteen I guess it was, I filed for divorce and uh, uh and then actually today, May sixteenth, uh we is our today is our well, we got divorced on in May sixteenth of two thousand fourteen, so two years ago uh, today. And, uh, so at that point I moved out of the house. We, uh, I, we had planned, to, um, she was going to move to Michigan and, uh, and I moved into an apartment in, in another part of Michigan and, and eventually, uh, uh this other woman followed and, and we were living together. And, uh, uh, You know, I knew from the very beginning and I grew up in a preacher's pastor's home. You know, we had been, Pam and I had been to Romania uh, six, seven times uh, on mission trips. And so I knew that what I was doing was not what God intended. And uh, so all along while I was doing this, even though it's what I felt, what I wanted to do, I knew I had this, uh, you know, I'm sure it was the Holy Spirit that was telling me that this was not right and this was not the right thing to do, but I still went ahead and did it. So we moved in uh, with each other and started right away um, uh, attending a church out there. And and so I began uh, Life of Lies um, in that new community, with this new church, we told them that we were married and when we were not uh, uh told them a lot of a lot of different lies and to, to because I knew that uh you know if I told the leadership and the people in this church that we were living together that I wouldn't be able to get involved and and uh, active in the church like I wanted to, and so uh you know, so we did that. And uh uh again, each each step along the way, you know, I didn't really have a very good relationship with my with my daughter, um, uh, because uh of she could see all the hurt that I was causing uh my wife and and uh, as much as I tried she uh she just had a hard time having a, uh, much of a relationship. She would Allow me in from time to time and, and uh, uh but it was not anywhere close to the relationship that I wanted, and so I was uh also lying to my family uh because I would tell them that uh I didn't tell them that I was living with anybody at all, I just told them that I was you know staying in a a friend's apartment um in this other city. And so, um, uh, I was telling a lot of lies and, and, uh, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. Um, and so it was very difficult for me and, and, uh, uh, you know, actually the path to coming back, um, maybe even started, and I don't even think I've told my wife this was, with a letter that she wrote to me a day or two before our divorce, she had left it somewhere in the house, and I and I found it, uh, and uh, uh, I even read it to this other person, and, and it was just actually bawling while I read it. And I, I can't even remember what it was because I ended up tearing it up. But um, you know, I'm sure it was something where she was um telling me that she was sorry for her part in the of the breakdown and uh, uh wanted you know you know wanted to work things out and and at that point i wasn't uh i wasn't having any part of uh, uh of wanting to reconcile and uh, uh i was just wanting to do what i wanted to do and uh, uh you know satan definitely had uh, control over over my actions at that time even though I knew that they were wrong. So I let Pam kinda of talk a little bit about uh uh you know how she handled it she handled things while I was gone and even maybe while we were separated. Okay. Okay.
2: Uh, it was interesting, Charlene, you were talking about the word um trust tonight because In 2012, our pastor challenged us on having um, a word that would be ours through the year, and he gave me trust. And I certainly had no idea that was going to be something that I I needed to hold on to. When I I found out that Jeff was having the emotional affair, I insisted on counseling. Um, We went two times, and then he said no more. And I went another time, and then the counselor told me I needed to show him tough love. And I didn't agree with that. I knew Jeff would not go for that at all. It it would just make him leave. And I went to see a woman counselor for a couple of times and she told me the same thing. So that was the end of my counseling sessions. I didn't go again. Our church really wasn't real supportive. I spoke to the counselor on staff there and he basically said, well, it sounds like Jeff's already got his mind made up. You need to get into divorce recovery right away. And I didn't feel right with that, but I thought, well, I'm supposed to listen to my church elders, so I'll give it a shot. So I went one time, and everything within me rebelled, and I just knew that wasn't what God had in store for me. So I stopped going to that as well. And the strange thing is, within a a month or so after our counselor told us that, Um, it was announced at a church that our pastor had been involved with an affair that had been going on for five years. And so I was not only devastated with my marriage, but I was devastated by what was going on with our pastor. So I had a lot to deal with. I ended up going to focus on the family uh, website, the forum, looking for help for saving a marriage, uh, anything that would give me some help or guidance, and someone mentioned Rejoice Marriage Ministries. So I looked them up on the Internet and found the help that I was looking for. I devoured the website. I was reading everything that I could get my hands on that Charlene had written. I had even searched the Internet and found archives of uh, articles that were there that weren't on the website anymore, and I have printed copies of them and carried them in my purse for encouragement uh, for throughout the day when I might need it. During a devotional time, I was led to read uh, Psalm 6, and verse 9 jumped out to me. And it says, the Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will answer my prayer. So I knew God was going to answer my prayer for restoration. I just didn't have any idea how it was going to happen at all. Another time I was struggling with whether or not God really was in control of the situation. My sister said that she would pray that my heart would know it. And I was at work, and I had my iPod there uh, listening to music, and I turned that on, and the first song that came on was God is in Control. And talk about hearing from God. I mean, you can't get any louder than that. Another scripture that uh, God brought to me was in Daniel, where it talks about an angel was trying to um, come to Daniel to answer his prayer, but he was held up fighting the battle. And he said, your request has been heard in heaven, and I have come an answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince blocked my way. Then Michael came to help me. I felt God was telling me my request had been heard, but there was a battle taking place. And I knew from reading Charlene's teaching that indeed a spiritual battle was taking place. One night I was listening to the Bible on my uh, MP3 player, um, and I fell asleep with it. But sometime in the middle of the night, I woke up and... I now know it was Acts 1-7. I had to go back and look it up and listen to it again. Because I was questioning God when all this might take place. And the scripture says, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. And just a response to my questioning of when restoration would happen, I was, it wasn't up to me to know. It was all in God's perfect timing. And then one night when I was driving, I saw a vehicle pass me and on the side it had... Uh, cleaning and restoration on it. And that's the first time I had seen the word restoration. And that was the first of many times. The word kept popping up to me time and time again. And I was holding on to that um, with all my might. So while reading Jeremiah one night, I turned to chapter 30. And in big black bold letters was the phrase, restoration is promised. I broke down and I just sobbed. How much plainer can God speak to me than that? And it also appears in later chapters as well. And as you know, we standers keep asking God to show us more and more. We need to get confirmation over and over again, at least for me, but I think it's common with other ones. And so I was reading Fullyman 15 and 16, which says, perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever. And then I read one of Charlene's devotionals, and she was using that scripture as well. There was more confirmation. This was all taking place before the divorce was even final. When I met with Charlene in um, Florida in March of 2013, I remember telling her that I wasn't hearing from God. Looking back and reading what I had written down, I was definitely hearing from him. I was just thinking more. I guess I needed more of an audible voice, but he was speaking to me through scripture and through hearing and seeing uh, restoration on different things. And like Jeff said, um, it was actually three years ago today that the divorce was final. And it was the worst day of my life. And I only saw Jeff, I think, one time after that, and only spoke to him on the phone a couple different times. And after that, we just communicated by either text or email if it was necessary. Our kids were devastated. And as he mentioned, our daughter, um, she didn't even really want to talk to him. But I kept encouraging both kids to keep the line of communication open, and I was my daughter especially, I said, you need to let the grandkids um, associate with them. They need to have their grandpa in their life. And I said, and you need to remember that this is not your dad. This is the enemy working through your dad. I said, your dad is not like this. I said, it's just, it's just not him. And I, after the divorce was final, I did really have a rough time of it because I've never been alone before. Um, I went from home to college to being married. So it was kind of hard learning how to make decisions. And the divorce kind of just created a fog. There were times I'd get to work and not even know how I I even got there. And I thank God so many times, but thank you for getting me here safely because I have no idea how I even got here. I attended uh, the Rejoice Ohio in July of 2013, which was huge for me. I drove down all by myself, and I was in so much pain. And that's when I first saw my... um, the Covenant Transport truck that everybody keeps talking about. And I saw several of them on the way down and on the way back, as well as the United trucks, the so Swift trucks, and truck that had the same day on them. So that was huge encouragement for me. I kept a tally of them when I was going home, of each time I saw one of those trucks. The friends of ours, they were huge support for me. I don't know what I would have done without them. Um, my parents, as well as my sister, were very supportive. And Jeff's folks as well, I kept a good relationship with his folks. They would call and check on me periodically just to see how I was doing. And he had even sent me money when they had sold a, a trailer. He even sent me part of the proceeds of it, and he didn't need to do that. But they said, you know, you're still our daughter no matter what happens. You know, you're our daughter, and I appreciated that more than they'll ever know. Amen. And they said, you know, they said, don't give up on them. And I said, I'm not. I'm standing for marriage restoration. But God supplied all my needs. And it's funny that you're talking about this um, Isaiah 43, 19, because that was one scripture that God kept giving to me at the end. It was about how I, um, he was creating new things. And see, do you, not, do you not perceive it already? And I was running out of time at my house because we, we had lost our home uh, through this. And so I needed to find a place to live. And it was in April, and I needed to be out in May. And I kept going, God, you need to show me. Where am I going? You need to find a place. I keep, You've promised that you're going to supply all our needs. And I need a place to stay. Could you please get a place to stay? Well, I started looking at mobile homes, and I saw a couple of them that really didn't suit me. And I even, had even prayed, okay, Lord, I want three bedrooms. I would like two baths. I've never had two baths. And a garage. <laughs> um, so I don't have to go out and scrape, scrape it. And someone says, He's not. he might not even give that to you. And I said, well, he says he gives us the desires of our hearts. Amen. So it certainly doesn't <laughs> hurt to ask. And then it just as I was getting ready to leave the park, I saw a mobile home, it had a for sale sign in it, and I called on it and came and looked through it and just fell in love with it. And uh, the woman who had passed away and her daughter was showing it, and this woman had been a Christian. Wow. And she said she said it would be nice to know that someone who was a Christian would have the home. They turned down my first offer. But my second offer, my daughter offered to loan me some money, which I didn't want. But someone said, God may be working through her. You've got to allow her that pleasure of being able to help you out. So I accepted it. Made another offer. They accepted my offer. Thirteen days later, I get a phone call. My suddenly happens. Jeff was on the phone asking if he could come home and we could work things out. So he came home, and he's not left since. We were remarried in August um, of 2014. Our original anniversary was on August 4th, and August 3rd, we got remarried. His folks were in town from Florida, and his dad performed the ceremony again. So he was. it was just a little over a year that we were divorced, and God answered my prayer. And I thank a lot, Charlene, for your help and your prayers um, and your ministry because that certainly showed me how to pray scripture over Jeff. You know, I certainly had not been taught that. And putting his name in the scripture and praying, you know, the full armor of God and, you know, the angel armies and the wall of fire and all that. And I certainly appreciate it because that really taught me how to pray for my husband. Thank you.
1: Now you get to teach that to other, stand- other people that you will meet and uh, yes. <laughs> and be able to do it. Jeff, when you came back home, you came down here and told me about letters you wrote. Tell me about your return home. How did you two do in uh restoration process? Yeah, well,
4: um, you know, I never expected to come home, first of oh. all. And uh, I, I never, I, I never had peace, really, while you know, while I was when I was away. And like she said, if she would have
0: been angry at me
4: and told a bunch of you know, yelled at me and stuff, I would have never come back. But I think it was just because of the love that I saw from her, even even as a, you know, the way I was treating her, um, you know, drew me to her, back to her. Amen. And, uh, you know, she, she would tell me things like, um, you know, if you're ever ready to come back, uh, you know, I'm here with open arms. And you know, I would rebuff that, but, um, but in the back of my mind, I knew that, you know, that's really what I wanted. And and uh, you know, and so when that day came that I that. You know, I told this other woman that and that was really the hardest thing was this first step of, of going back. Uh, and I told her that, you know, that I missed Pam and uh, I wanted to go back to her. And uh, so I left immediately with nothing, uh, you know, took off in, in the car and I called Pam and... Uh, uh, you know, we talked, it was about a two-hour drive back here, and we talked the whole way back, and, and, uh, so, and, and I knew that we were going to need counseling, uh, that we were going to need, you know, help from other sources, and so he, I think even while I was coming back, I called our, Pat, one of our pastors, and, and, uh, and, you know, we met with them within the day or two after I got back. And and then we also uh, were able to find a counselor that... Uh, I was in the insurance business previously, and, and uh, I had this counselor insured in my insurance business. And so we contacted him and got in counseling, and we've uh, uh, been in a couple different small group training sessions. And then we just... Actually finished a uh, leadership training session to help to help others as well through their marriage. Uh,
1: Isn't that situation. awesome? It's
4: it's amazing. I yeah, you know, I would have never have thought you know, sat in a million years a couple of years ago. And uh, you were talking about the letters, and, and and I mentioned earlier about all the lies that I had told. Uh, you know, while I was gone to these. Especially the, the church uh, people that, and the pastor of the church there, and I was actually in a small, was actually in a small group with the with the pastor, and uh, so I wrote an email to all of them and and told them, you know, you probably won't believe all this, but this
0: is the actual
4: truth, and I, you know, confessed to them, you know, and told them the whole truth of. What had happened in my marriage, and what was going on with this other woman, and, and uh, you know, I apologized with them. I didn't know how they take took it, would take it, and uh, um, I received so much grace from them, and and they were thankful that uh, God was was now working in back in my life, and and then when we came back to the church, the same church that we had been going to all these years, and that first Sunday, I think I came back on a Friday and, and, uh, uh, went to church on that Sunday and, uh, it was just so amazing how I was received and, uh, and there was a lot of tears both from me and, and others and a lot of hugs and, uh, i'm
6: uh,
4: so grateful for God's grace allowing me to come back and, and, uh. You know, Pam and I are doing fantastic, and and uh, you know we've been working on things that uh, uh, were keeping us apart, and uh, uh, and so we're so, just so thankful for what God has done.
1: Amen. And you know, you said it so beautifully: is that you're never not going to stop working and and striving. I' working on your marriage from now on the rest of your life because any hiccup you guys know how to grab your hands and pray instead of being deceitful and and do things that are unchristlike you once you've been through something like you've gone through you you know how how bad it was and how the enemy can take you down that road on that detour road much further than you want to get on so we're thrilled you shared about those letters and how you shared to the pastor and i'm sure it opened his eyes to um to praise the lord that he preached the word and was friendly with you and the holy spirit did the rest for you and i believe all of that praying that pam made and all the faithfulness that she did um was the Holy Spirit conviction really spoke to you. And you were raised in a, in a uh, father's home where it was a pastor and everything. And my word, I'm sure your mom and dad and all, fam- all the family was p- praying diligently um, and uh, you reaped the results and uh, to God be the glory. But you have stayed in counseling and I just applaud you for that because some people don't go for that route And they don't work all the hiccups of your marriage. And you learn so much in counseling, and that's what we need uh, to do. And now the Lord is using you to help others, and that's a huge praise. So Jeff um, and Pam, would you open up with prayer? And uh, we're going to start our prayers time to pray for, you're going to pray for the marriages that are starting the process of marriage restoration and so forth. And uh, and then the rest of us will be praying with you afterwards.
4: Okay. Oh Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this evening and your presence here tonight and uh, uh giving us the words to say. But we just I just pray uh for those marriages that are uh in the process of being restored. And I pray for the uh especially the the men of these relationships that uh, you will just, uh, um, take away, um, uh, take away any, uh, what's the word I'm trying to, uh, self-doubt and, uh, shame, um, I, I know that was one of my toughest things to recover from was just being, the guilt, feeling guilty of, of, uh, what I had done and, uh. So, Lord, I just pray that you would take that that shame and that guilt away and could you have cleansed their hearts. And, uh, Lord, I just ask that you would um, come in and and clear everything out of their um, hearts and minds that uh, uh, detracts from you. That they would uh, take the time to spend time in prayer and reading your word and and just uh, time with their wives that they would be able to uh, draw closer to um, you first and then their wives as well. Lord, we just uh, I know that there's so many relationships out there that are hurting,
0: and for those who are being restored right
4: now, I just ask that you would give them a special blessing That mm-hmm. you would uh, just come around them and protect them from... Uh, those former relationships that you would, um, that you would just build them up and uh, uh, give them your wisdom, give them your knowledge, and uh, uh, just help them to grow closer together. We're so thankful for what you have done for us, and though so we are uh, looking forward to uh, many more marriages restored. And uh, we just give you praise and glory for all that you've done. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen.
2: Dearly Father, thank you so much for this time of being able to share our testimony. Lord, I pray that it will be an encouragement to those standers that are waiting for their own restoration. Lord, for the marriages that are already in the process of being restored, I thank you and praise you that there was a stander that was willing to wait wait on you for you to bring their prodigal home. Lord, as they start to walk through this path or if they've been in it in a year or two, Lord, we just ask that you bless them, that you keep reminding them of what they learned while they were separated, that they need to focus on themselves, that they need to put you first above their spouse. And, Lord, we just thank you that... Uh, the lessons that we've learned. We, many of us had to hit rock bottom before we um, were able to see starting to come out of it and what you had for us. Lord, I had to acknowledge my part in it. And now, learning to give back um, the head of the house back to my husband. As I was alone and I had to take that role on, and then now he's coming back, Lord, that, uh, that belongs rightfully with him. Help us respect our our husbands, in particular as the um, them coming back. And Lord, we just pray that all the marriages will continue to get stronger and stronger, and that that it is not a crime at all for them to go see counseling. That if something is is not working right, Lord. We just ask that you uh, provide somebody that they can go speak to, and that they will continue to work on it. It is a process, and Lord, we just praise your name that you are a God of restoration and that all we need is this faith of a mustard seed and that it does happen and Lord just give us all the strength as we work through any problems that we may have and continuing to open our minds to each other and that we will learn to uh, continue to zip our lips so that you know we don't sweat small things Lord and we just thank you I just can't thank you enough for Charlene and this ministry and that you put on their heart so long ago of starting this ministry for marriage restoration and that it's been huge for so many people out there that are hurting and not knowing where to go and that there is something other than divorce. And we thank you and we praise you, Lord. And I ask that you bless Charlene. Keep her healthy, Lord. I know she's had health issues over the years. We just ask that you touch her body. Keep her strong and give her the energy and the strength that she needs to continue on to be able to speak the words that you would have her speak to us. And thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you, you, Jesus.
7: Hi, this is Sam Hinesley. And... I have been blessed by Rejoice Marriage Ministries and like to thank them for this opportunity. This is a prayer for women's standards from a woman's standard. We call out to you, Abba Father. Hear our prayer. You are our deliverer, defender, rock, and refuge. You are our peace and joy. You are our provider, protector promise keeper, and our great healer. You are true and faithful. Help us, Abba, to be still and hear your voice. I needed to learn that, and I'm still working on it. Give us strength to be still and listen, and to be obedient to your word, especially when I want to do it my way. Lord, give us an appreciation for all things, large and small. May we not despise small beginnings. Through your strength, may we standers be a light to those who are in darkness. Your light dispels darkness. Open our hearts to show unconditional love and forgiveness to our spouse, as you have shown us unconditional love and forgiveness. Lord, we pray that your light would shine on the things that we need to change in our lives, change me, change us. But Lord, we need your strength and your comfort as we go through the trials and tribulations that we face as standers. You've delivered us from the traps of the devil. Set our spouses free. Set our our spouses free and heal our families and restore covenant marriages. Abba, Father, you are a rock and a refuge. When we are weary, only through you are we strengthened. Your peace is beyond all understanding, yet it is so powerful and desired. Lord, we are grateful as you provide for us again and again and again, from paying our bills to providing time with you to giving us housing, vehicles, much, much more. How many times have you protected us, whether it be in the courtroom or on the highway? You are our shield. Thank you, Lord. Joy. What a joy for standers to know you. It is through my divorce that I came to know the Lord, and it is a joy. We are blessed when we stop and feel the sunshine on our face. Joy when we hear the birds sing a soft song that lifts our spirits. Mostly, we are blessed by the joy of our salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. Lord, you're a comforter. When we climb up into your lap and we feel your comforting arms around us and you wipe away every tear, comfort that only could call come from you. You are a promise keeper. You promised us healing and a quiet time with you. But most of all your promises to your children is the promise of eternal life with you. Psalms 25:20 says, Keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in you. We heard that earlier today. Let integrity and uprightness preserve us for we wait for you. Lord, we pray for our spouses and our families. We have been called by you. It is a privilege to stand for our marriage. Satan has captured our spouse. And in the name of Jesus, we stand firm on God's word. He hates divorce. We stand with you to protect our spouses and our families. Numbers 23:19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man, that he should repent. Has he said, and he will not do? Or has he spoken, and he will not make it good? 1 John 5, 14, 15 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him. That's where our confidence is. That if we are asked for anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have a petition that we have asked for of Him. Standards our Abba Father is our Deliverer, our Defender, our Rock and our Refuge, our Peace and our Joy. He's our Provider, Protector, Promise Keeper, and our Great Healing. May we always take our tears and our fears and our pain to the only one who can heal us, the Lord Jesus Christ. One of my favorite verses is Psalms 19:14. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasant in your sight. Lord Jesus, we love you, we are grateful, and we pray all these things in your sweet, sweet name of Jesus. Amen.
6: Amen. This is David, and I will be praying for um, men who are standing. Lord God, I just thank you that we serve a holy God, and that you allow us to come before you. Lord God, I thank you that you allow us to join together tonight, in spirit and in words, Lord God. Your word says that were two or three are joined together. You are there in the midst, Lord. Lord, I just ask that you would be with us this, this evening. Hear our prayer, Lord. And, Lord, I just pray that as men that you would help us to be become the men of God that you have called us to be, that we would let go, let go of all that holds us back, Lord God, and surrender it to you and allow you to work in our lives, to change us, Lord God, to create in us new lives, create in us a pure heart, clean mind, Lord God, and to transform our lives that we may be the husbands the fathers, the men that you have called us to be. Lord, and I know that letting go, completely surrendering in all of you is a hard concept for us to to take on. But Lord God, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but you have given us a spirit of power, of love, and self-discipline. Lord, I ask that you would help us to teach us to love our wives as Christ loves the church, to surrender ourselves And to put their needs above our own, to put our children's needs above our own, to sacrifice our life, to pray for them, to put them first, Lord God. Lord, your word says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, I will hear from heaven forgive their sin and heal their land. Lord God, we're asking for that perfect healing in our lives, in our relationship with you. We're asking for that perfect healing in the lives of our wives and our children. We're asking for that perfect healing, Lord God, in our marriages and our family. Lord God, I ask that you would help us to root out all that holds us back, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you would help us to stay spiritually fresh as men that we would break away from everything which hinders our relationship with you, Lord God. Lord, I pray that we would make up our mind to let go of everything that you bring to our mind, that we would confess it to you as sin. Lord God, I ask that you would look down into hidden recesses where our sins have been hidden and tucked away. Lord, bring them out, every one of them. Lord, I plead with you, Lord God, that That nothing will be left behind, that we will not be content with a conscience that will hide sin, but instead to get rid of our sins, Lord God, transforms our lives. Transform who we are as men, that we would put you first above all things, above our wives, above our children, above our marriages and our family, Lord God. I ask all of this in your holy, precious name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
3: This is Lori, and I'll be praying for the children. Dear Heavenly Father, today we pray for the children that have been affected by separation and divorce. And, Lord, they are the innocent victims in the midst of this process. I pray that you would help these little ones to understand that mom and dad do love them and that they're not the reason or the blame that a parent has moved out. Lord, just yesterday in our church nursery, I watched a little boy whose dad has moved out clinging to his mother's neck as he was dropped off, and it reminded me that these little ones don't understand what is happening. They don't understand why they have two homes, and they don't understand why both mommy and dad can't be there to tuck them in. Lord, I pray that you would just comfort these little ones, even the ones that are too young to even verbalize what what is hurting them and what they need to ask for. I pray that you would give strength to the parents that are now having to play the role of both mom and dad. I pray that you would just give them help and endurance as they carry out all of the responsibilities that they have of running a home alone. Lord, I pray for the teens that are facing separation and divorce in their home. Statistics tell us that over 70% of teens will leave the church after high school. And Lord, we know that the statistics for teens of divorced homes are probably even higher than that. And, God, more than ever, these kids are being pulled into a world and all that the enemy has to offer. Our government is even trying to convince them that the world's ways are better than your ways. These children are being exposed to destructive things at such a young age, and I just pray that you would protect them. They're being influenced at school with drugs and with drinking and with sexual advances. Teens are falling into immorality as a way to seek acceptance and the love that they feel that they're missing God, I just pray your protection over them. I pray that you would give each man and woman standard that is parenting a team the strength to be bold and to make church attendance a priority. Lord, help these parents not only tell their kids about Christ, but may they live out their faith in front of them. I pray that you would send godly men and women to step in and to be influences in the lives of these young people that are missing a parent. Help us to be aware of young people that are around us in churches and our neighborhoods that we could be that Christ-like example for. And, Father, I pray also for the adult children that are coping with the demise of their parents' marriage. It doesn't get easier for adults when they have to face the reality that their parents' marriage has fallen apart. And I pray that you would just be a comforter to these adult children, I pray that they won't choose sides, but instead will be a prayer warrior and praying for his or her family. And God, it's not easy to face issues in a marriage. I pray that you would just use this valley to bring children of all ages to a personal relationship with you. May kids, whether they're young or old, see Christ through their parent that is standing and through the parent that has taken the bold stand to draw a line in the sand for their family. I pray that you would just protect these children from the reality of their parents' problems and that they would not be used as pawns in the battle that's raging in their families. God, your word tells us that as children we should respect our parents, and I pray that you would give strength to the children that see mom and dad living for the world. I pray that these young people would be able to be witnesses to their absent parents and that because of them that many moms and dads would come to a personal relationship with you as they watch their children living out what the Bible tells us. God, I just pray your blessings on these families that are broken right now and on on these children that are hurting. And, Lord, I just pray that um, you would just give these kids boldness as they face the world that they have to face today. In your name, amen.
5: Thank you, Lord. This is Deanne, and I'll be praying for our spouses and children that... Are struggling with addiction to various things. So, Father, we just, as I join with my fellow standers, Father, I thank you that there's power and agreement, Lord, that where one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. Father, that where two or more agree is touching anything, God, whatever we ask in your name, we shall have it. Father, we lift our precious. Spouses and our children before you, God, that the enemy is trying to devour with addictions. Father, he just comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Father, we declare and decree that we have all power and authority over all the power of the enemy. Father, you are all light, you are all good, you are all powerful all-present father God you know our precious ones that we love father that we watch father struggle and be miserable and we watch them father God deteriorating in their addictions for God whether it be to drugs or alcohol father gambling um, sexual immoralities, father God pornography Lord God all sexual deviations all sexual sins father God we know that all of these, Father God, they are pleasures of this world they that are so temporary, Lord God. And then they turn they turn sour, Father God. They turn they turn into bondage. They turn into slavery, Father. And we watch them as they are so miserable in their in their enslavement, Father, that it steals who they are, it it perverts who they are and it steals their purpose and their destiny, Lord God. Well, Father, we ask that you would intervene in their lives. Father, pour out your spirit upon them, Lord, shine your light into their life, the light of God that will expose all the darkness, Father, and expel the darkness in their lights in their lives, Father God, that you would open their eyes and let them see everything, Father, as it truly is, remove the, the scales from their eyes, Father, that they would see that this is not pleasure. That this is just perversion and a a plot and an assignment of the enemy against them to destroy them. To destroy their marriages, to destroy their families, to destroy their futures. Father, let the truth be made known. We declare that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That he is, Father God. He is the one that you sent, Father God, that can save them and set them free. Father, we ask you to send laborers across their path and resources across their path. Father, you know what each one needs to see. You know what each one needs to hear, Father God. You know how to minister to them, Father. You know how to reach the innermost part of their being. You know how to to pierce their hearts, Father, that they have hardened in order to to cope with, with what's going on in their life, Father God. We declare, Father God, that that they they are they will be free they will be free in the name of jesus there is a freedom for them there is a liberty for them because jesus is that freedom he is that liberty He is their redemption. He is their salvation. He is their refuge, their fortress, their high tower. We declare that the resurrection life and resurrection power of Jesus Christ is being poured out upon them daily, Father, as we lift them before your throne, Father, realizing, God, that you love them more than we could ever even love them, Father, because you created them. You know them. You were intimate with them in in, in their mother's womb, Father. Father God, as you knit and form them, you know the purpose you have for them, their destiny, their future, God. You know their value, Father. They are so valuable. They are your treasures, Father God, that you need, you need to be free. You need them to be brought into into your kingdom, Father God, to be to be, um, to be light, to be salt, to be who you call them to be, Father God. So, Father, we thank you that you make a way of escape. Father God, as they many are hopeless and feel that there's no way out of their of their bondages and and their their enslavements, Father God, to these things that control them, Father, we pray that you would make a way of escape, that you would open those doors and and show them the path to take, Father God, that you would divinely sever and separate them from these people, places, and things, Father God, that that they are connected to that are unclean, ungodly, that are that are just. Uh, strategies of the enemy father we ask you to divinely sever and separate them from these father God and that you destroy every soul tie in their life, Father. Put the walls and the barriers up, Father God, and the wedges between them and those things that enslave them, Father God, that you would show them, God, that you that you will make a way of escape, Father God, and that you will restore their dignity to them, Father God, as the enemy just beats them up with shame and guilt, embarrassment and condemnation. Father God, we know that you will bring conviction upon them. Lord, just pour out the holy spirit of conviction upon them but lord we thank you god that your conviction makes a way of escape your conviction gives the answers your conviction shows that there is forgiveness and that there is unconditional love on the other side of their mountains of bondage father i thank you that it is your goodness and your love that is going to draw them to repentance father god and lord i pray that every stander that is hearing this now and that we'll hear this, Father God, that we understand that our role is to walk in mercy, walk in grace, walk in forgiveness to them, Lord God, that we would not do what the enemy is doing to them, which is beating them up and tearing them down and destroying them with our words, Father God. We don't need to do that, Father. That is that is crossing the boundaries that don't belong to us. Father, only you can orchestrate their deliverance only you can orchestrate their freedom and their salvation so father we put them on your altar tonight and lord we praise you we praise you god in your perfect time they will be free They will run to you, Father, and they will receive all that you have for them, Father. They will come back to us. Our spouses will come back, Father. Our children will come back, Father. We thank you, Father, for the plans that you have for them and for us to be restored. We thank you, God. They are for good and not evil. They are for a hope and a future. So, Lord, we just want to give you praise for what you're doing now, God, that we don't have to see it. We can, we can walk by faith and not by sight, Father, and we can trust and believe, Lord, that you never sleep, that you never slumber, that you are always, always working for their good, Father, and for our good. As you, you hear the cries of our heart, Father, you catch every tear that we shed, Father God, they will not go unnoticed. They will not they will not be, be destroyed, Father. God, we thank you that every seed that we sow in intercession for them, Father, that those seeds will come to harvest. We will see the fruit of our labors, Lord God. Oh, Father, we bless you, and we praise you, Father, in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Thank you. Amen. This is
8: Victoria. I'm going to be praying for non covenants and for the revival of America. Dear Lord, our Father and God, we just come before you so grateful to you for the ministry that you have given to Charlene, for the fact that you have worked throughout her, Lord God, to encourage everybody who is on this phone call and the ones that will be listening to this, Lord. Lord, without your hope, without the promise of who you are and your character, we would have no hope for restored marriage. It is because that you have answered prayers, Lord God, for Pam and Jeff, Lord, that we have hope and it rises in us for our prodigals, Lord God, who have been led astray by the enemy. Lord, I thank you right now for the way that you are working behind the scenes, Lord God, in every prodigal's heart, Lord God, because your word said that before we even called on you, that you heard us and that you answered us. Lord, we know that some of us have been, lured so deeply into the trap, Lord God, of adultery, Lord God, that they have committed, Lord God, a non-covenant, Lord God, and they think that they are in the right. But we thank you, Lord God, that you are the Alpha and the Omega, Lord God, and you have the final word, Lord God, over, Lord God, second marriages and third marriages, Lord God. And, Lord God, your word says, Lord God, that your word is the final authority in all things, Lord. We thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord God, that you honor covenant marriages, Lord God, and we bring those before you, Lord God. God and Lord God, we are so thankful that you are the only one that can help us to keep our vows to one of each one of another, Lord. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that it wasn't, Lord God, in our strength and our flesh, Lord God, that we keep our vows, Lord God, while we wait for our husbands and our wives. We thank you, Lord God, the agape love that we're able to show our husbands and our wives is only because it's your love being poured out through us, Lord. As we have died, Lord God, to our our own selfish behaviors, as you have opened our eyes, Lord God, to our parts in the marriages, as you have healed us, Lord God, of insecurities and fears, Lord God, that we didn't know because the enemy had us so trapped, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God, that non-covenants are being broken off, Lord God, now and every day, Lord God, and that you are speaking, Lord God, to our prodigals, Lord God, in dreams and visions of night to keep them from going down to the pit. Lord God, you work in so many ways that even through social media, through Twitter and Facebook, Lord God, through commercials and songs, Lord God, on the radio, Lord God, that they are always being reminded, Lord God, of the truth, Lord God, to go home, Lord God, to their covenants. We thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord God. God, that you never grow weary and speaking to them, Lord God, and that every day that you are softening their hearts and plowing them, Lord God, removing their hearts of uh, stones and giving them a heart of flesh, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God, that we know that this is true because all of your promises are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. Lord, you are the only God, Lord God, that can breathe dry bones, Lord God, and make them come to life, Lord God. When you asked Ezekiel if these dry bones can live, Lord God, you knew the answer and you knew that it was yes because only you could do them, Lord God. Those dry bones, Lord God, are the marriages, Lord God, of all the United States, Lord God, of all the world, of all the marriages, Lord God, that have died, Lord God, needlessly only because the enemy has come in to steal, kill, and destroy. But we're asking you, Lord God, to breathe on the dry bones, Lord God, of covenant marriages, Lord God, to resurrect life, Lord God, where the man can't do it, Lord God. Lord, if there was a way, we would have done it, Lord God. If there was words, we would have done them, Lord God. We would have said them. If there was any means that we could have done it, Lord God, you know that we could have already tried. But we thank you, Lord God, that you have brought us to this point because the only one, Lord God, that is able to and will do it, Lord God, is you. Lord, you are the God, Lord, that has the authority over all things, and we thank you because you are, like I said, Lord God, the Alpha and the Omega. We thank you for the ways, Lord God, that you are working, Lord God, and that no temptation can overtake our prodigals, that you have not provided a way out, Lord. And we bind any ways that the enemy is keeping them from seeing the way out, Lord God. Lord God, we bind, Lord God, the enemy from uh, keeping that door shut or made unavailable to them, Lord God, and we loosen that door and that entry, Lord God, For them so that they can escape from the trap of the enemy, Lord God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord God, for just the way that we have our confidence in you, and that, Lord God, that because of your wisdom and how you have led us to stand for our husbands and our wives, that we know how to handle these situations in prayers, Lord God. They're unique and they're individual, Lord God. Not always um, are they the same responses in the same ways for everybody, Lord, but as we seek you, Lord God, and as you uh, give us the answers for how we are to handle our husbands and our wives. We can handle them with agape love, Lord God, and it is shown to them, Lord God, in a manifested way that produces Jesus to them, that draws them closer to the light, Lord God, and further away from the darkness, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God, that as you rebuild our homes, Lord God, internally, Lord God, from the ground up, that this leads, Lord God, into blessing our community and we are rebuilding our communities and then our cities and then our state, Lord God, and then the whole United... States of America. Lord God, to even say that we are appalled for all the things that we have allowed to happen in the United States, Lord God, such as same-sex marriages, Lord God, and abortion, Lord God, and, Lord God, not defending Israel, there are no words, Lord God, for how we got to this place. There is no understanding for how we cannot have um, stood you know, in the gap for America, Lord God, but we have sinned, Lord God, because we have allowed it to go further than it should have ever gone. We're asking for mercy, Heavenly Father, Lord God, and have as We get ready, Lord God, to bring somebody new into, Lord God, the presidency, Lord God, that you alone know, Lord God, who it will be. Lord, none of the candidates show a heart for you, Lord God. They don't show fear for you, Lord God. They don't show, Lord God, a holy respect for you, Lord God. And they don't even show, Lord God, that they're in line with Israel, Lord God. But we thank you, Lord God, that there is many occurrences throughout your word that behind the throne, Lord God, of kings, that you set up people, Lord God, that have hearts for you, Lord God. Joseph was second, Lord God, in line Pharaoh, Lord God, Daniel, Shadrach, and Meshach, Lord God, helped to serve, Lord God, Nebuchadnezzar, Lord God, Mordecai, Lord God, was there for King Zerch, Lord God, and Lord God, we ask that if we do not have, Lord God, a godly president, Lord God, that you would at least give them, Lord God, people that would help them, Lord God, and lead them in spiritual ways, Lord God, that they would be drawn to these leaders, Lord God, that have sought you, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that in every cabinet, Lord God, you know, that you would put godly people, Lord God that you would give us a Secretary of Defense, Lord God, that is godly, Lord God, that you would give us an Attorney General, Lord God, that is godly, that you would give us a Vice President that is godly, Lord God. If we can't have a godly President, Lord God, then fill every other position with, Lord God, a godly role, Lord God, so that our President will be influenced, Lord God, to do the things, Lord God, that will bring honor to you and healing, Lord God, to our land, Lord God. It is never too late, Heavenly Father, Lord God, and we know that you work behind the scenes, Lord God, and just like you were always working behind the scenes, Lord God, and Esther, Lord God, we trust that you are working now, Lord God, for our country, Lord God. Lord, millions of prayers went out to you, Lord God, for our National Day of Prayer, Lord God. There are people who have cried out to you, Lord God, day and night, Lord God, and you said to give you the rest, Lord God. And we come to you once again, Lord God, in mourning, Lord God, and in sorrow, Lord God, for what we have done, Lord God. I just ask that, Lord God, our President, Lord God, would be, Lord God, an ally to Israel, Lord God, that, Lord God, we would never turn our back, Lord God, to your people. Lord God, and I pray, Lord God, that we would stop abortion, Lord God, and the things, Lord God, they are abominations, Lord God, in your eyes, Lord God, and as far as everything else, Lord God, about borders or whatnot, Lord God, lead that person, Lord God, to know how to handle, Lord God. The most important thing, Lord God, is if they seek your face, Heavenly Father, then all the answers, Lord God, to all the world's problems, Lord God, that you would give them reality to, Lord God, and vision to, and revelation to, Lord God, as they seek you, Lord God. That's why we need, Lord God, not just a godly president, Lord God, but more, Lord God, godly influences, Lord God. Give us that vice president, Lord God, that will, Lord God, help, Lord God. Give us all those people, Lord God, that need to be in the positions, Lord God, to influence in the right way, Lord God, and not away from you, Lord. We just thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord God, for everything that you do, Lord God, have done and have given us, Lord God, and the power to come to you in agreement. In the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen.
1: Father God, we just give you the praise, the glory, and honor for all the prayers that have been uttered tonight. To God be the glory. We just thank you, Father, that we have that privilege to cry out to you and humble ourselves and seek your face. And Lord, we have been so privileged to have so many people share and cry out. In behalf of all the standers and all the spouses and all the children. And, Lord, we are coming to you, and we're asking you to help them and go minister to them, each and every one of them that are um, hurting and bleeding and, Lord, um, they, their employment. Um, they may not have employment. They need have financial crisis. Lord, you are the provider. You're Jehovah Jireh, and we just ask that you would just meet all of our standers' needs in every single way, as we have prayed for through through this evening and lord we just thank you for pam and jeff who were so transparent tonight in sharing what um, happened in their marriage and lord we just pray that you would put holy spirit conviction on every single prodigal and we just ask that you would just speak louder and louder And that they would um, remove the guilt, remove the shame, and have them cry out to you and ask the Lord of how that they can get out of this mess that they have made. And may you speak so loudly that you would just show them the way of escape. We've prayed that so many times tonight because you say that there is a road and that you will go after them and and show them. We pray you will remove all that selfishness and all of that pride that is blocking and stopping them to uh, do what they should be doing. And, Lord, we just ask that you would crucify the sinful nature and crucify the the passions and the desires of the world out of their hearts and their minds. Lord, I pray that all of these games and the chat rooms and the cell phones that just occupy so many men and women's time throughout a day and an entire evening, even the children, that they don't even have to communicate, that they don't have to have relationships, and all of a sudden, the marriage is dead. And Lord, we are just asking you would touch every one of these people and you touch your children, Father, that you would show them that the the phone and the, all the Facebook and all the Twitters and all the Instagrams and everything else is moderation in all things, Father, that we do not spend hours with, with the phone instead of sitting and watching and spending time with our husbands and our wives and our children with playing with them and talking with them and having relationships with them father we have just we're just having the enemy steal our families right in in front of us and we don't even know it Lord, I pray that you will move the mountain of circumstances that's coming in. We ask that you would open the prodigal's eyes, open the standards' eyes, open the children's eyes to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among them be sanctified in faith through the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we just pray that you will crucify the sinful nature. We pray that we will live by the Holy Spirit. We will not gratify the desires of our sinful nature. And that is what our spouses are doing. That is what the prodigals are doing. And we just ask that you will crucify that sinful nature. And as it says in Galatians 5, the acts of the sinful nature, we want to bind against the sinful nature in every one of these spouses or children that are rebellious, that are sinning, sinning right now, the sexual immorality, the impurity, debauchery, the idolatry, the witchcraft, the hatred, the discord, the jealousy, the anger, the fits of rage, the selfish ambitions, the dissensions and the factions and envy and drunkenness and orgies and the like. And it says right in the Word that if we live like this, that we will not inherit the kingdom of God. And, Lord, we are praying and standing in the gap for our all these husbands and wives to be saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit we pray that they will repent and not live a double life and be double-minded. We pray that you will remove their selfishness and and um, be uh, humbled and cry out to you with um, a burden of uh, torment that they know they, they have sinned so greatly against you and that they will run to you and cry out to you. And, Lord, we just ask that, as Jeff talked about, Lord, about the lying spirit. And, Lord, we just bind against that lying, seducing, deceiving spirits that come against the prodigals and the husbands and wives who have been so deceived, so blinded, so deaf to the truth, and the truth can set them free. You, Lord, are the truth. And we are asking that you would go and you would touch these, Men and women and children around the world, Father, we're asking you to set the prodigals free by the truth. You are the truth. Remove the heirs, remove the, the um, spirit of fear that, that they don't know how to get away from the mess they've made and loose on them the love, power, and a sound mind. Give them the wisdom, the knowledge to show them the way of escape. And we then loose on all of us the fruit of the Holy Spirit when we all may live a Christ like life and may we all be filled up with a, a fruit of the Spirit and this love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the faithfulness, the gentleness and self control. And oh may we live like that Every day of our life, and may we radiate that to our spouses and to all everyone around us, and that they can ask us how we do that. And it's because we have chosen to crucify our sinful natures, its passions and desires, and we want to just keep in step with the Holy Spirit. We do not want to um, walk in the sinful nature. We want to be Crucify that and we just ask that you will just do miracles around the world each and every day of resurrecting these dead marriages and we will just give you the praise we'll give you the glory and honor of what you're going to do and lord we just ask that you will bless this recording we bless you we will bless everyone that listens to all these prayers that are on every one of these conference calls and may they pray in agreement and know that god is moving in their hearts and their lives and in their spouses' lives. Lord, we thank you for tonight and we give you all the praise. Bless it abundantly and bless every one of us that have been participants of it and bless every stander who feels hopeless tonight. May they replay this over and over again till the Holy Spirit has filled them up with all their faith, hope and trust and believe in that there's nothing nothing is too hard for which God, nothing is impossible. Blessed is she or he who believes that what the Lord has said will be accomplished. And we give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, dear. We have been blessed tonight, dear Stander. We have been blessed. Thank you, dear ones who all, uh, Pam and Jeff, you did awesome. Stan, David, Lori, Deanne, Victoria. Oh, we have mighty prayer warriors tonight. You have heard people pray, and to God be the glory for all that has been done tonight. Pam and Jeff, thank you so much for doing this, and we're just thrilled of how the Lord has just taken you and taken you on a a life of uh, of counseling and getting involved in changing your whole lives, and now wanting to help others. To God be the glory. We just give the praise and glory that every marriage, every restored couple will end up doing that, and we can stomp out divorce one marriage, one divorce at a time, and get these marriages uh, to be fruitful. To God be the glory. i got to say goodbye. Thank and you. Sanders, everyone, um, listen to this more than once. Okay, guys? Love you
0: if we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.
5: Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.